You're listening to Inclusive AF with Jackie Clayton and Katie Van Horn. Good morning, Jackie. Good evening. Good afternoon. <laughs> We're inclusive AF, so good yeah, morning does all not of, all of the times, all the things. It's We're all, all times. about all the times. Midday um, tea time, snack time. So we haven't recorded in a couple of weeks, and we can talk a little bit about that. I don't want to talk too much about that. We can talk a little bit about that. Um, but we were just catching up and decided to go ahead and, and push record because we have a couple of things that we want to update folks on. Um, I'm going to go first. Is that cool? Absolutely. Actually, okay. for we should also mention this is probably the first week in probably two years. Like we didn't talk this week oh, on a regular like basis. No. Yeah, it, it's. I think it said hi text and then like hi <laughs> and then I'm busy and okay. it's because we were super mad at each other because it's Mean Girls Day. It's Mean Don't Girls Day. Me it's October third. Just remember, on Wednesdays we wear pink. Um, luckily, neither of us is wearing pink today. Although I, it is your favorite color, so <laughs> it yeah. is. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to share a little bit, and Jackie, you're going to cry. I'm going to try and keep it together. So. Okay. I'll do my best. Um, we're going to start off by talking about grief, which is fun, <laughs> a fun topic. Yeah. Um, but I, I think this is why we haven't recorded. So I just want to be transparent with folks. Um, so my brother-in-law passed away a few weeks ago after a um, very hard battle with cancer. And so we are trying to keep it together over here. Um, he had his homecoming. He had his homecoming. He has transitioned to a better place. And we are very happy about that fact. But um, the last few weeks have been very hard um, because, yes, he was my brother-in-law, but he has been married to my sister for 23 years. So he's my brother. Um, and so I have been trying to be... <laughs> as um, brave as possible and have been trying to help my sister through this because it is rough. Um, and I think, you know, as I have talked to people about this and I know we all can, um, we all have been going through some grief and some grieving of some sort or another through, you know, losses, a lot of different losses that have been going on in the last few years. Um, and I think it's important that like we talk about grief as, you know, as hard as it is, because I think when people think about grief, a lot of times they um, think it's something you get over or think it's something that you, um, at some, you know, at some point the switch flips and it's just, um, it's not there anymore or whatever. Um, and one of my very good friends, her brother died last year. And she is still in the thick of it. Um, my brother, my no. husband just tried to throw me a tissue and turns out he tried to take my eye out with a paper towel. <laughs> Thanks, honey. Um, yes, so, I think you've been handling it with grace. And I want to tell you, I want to thank you for showing me how to grieve because I appreciate that. That's part of... I know it's been really hard and watching you going through this for years has been hard, but also showed me how to support 
another person and I'll and do this with grace and then a friendly reminder of how you connect with people and how to have your full feelings. There were days just PS, just so you know, there were days where Katie's like, oh, I'm doing all these things. And it's like, yeah, you want to um, cancel those, Katie? You Katie's like, <laughs> it's really sad. And I don't know if I can get through the day, but I have to talk to five CEOs about how un- un- how they need to get their oh, shit great. together. That's a great place diversity. to go. Yes. Get your feelings and put it into your work. Like that could have been really dangerous. You did a good job. Thank you. And I, um, I think for me it is, I, and I think the, the piece that I will say about this is I have always been told that I'm a little bit more stoic. Um, and this one hit hard. And so there was no being stoic through this, <laughs> even if I had wanted to. Um, but I also would say, like, I think it's so important as I, you know, looked around at my nieces and nephews at the different um, pieces of what, what would you call that? The rituals around the burial, et cetera. Yeah. Seeing my nieces come together and, you know, hold on to each other while we were closing the casket and seeing, you know, my nephews pull together as my, you know, as Dan's son was, um, not doing well. <laughs> they just really were there for each other. And like, it was so cool to see as painful as it was, it was cool to see all of them come together and just be there for each other. And that's what, you know, from a family perspective, that's what we want. That's what we want our kids to take away and know that it's okay to cry. It's okay to feel the feelings. Um, but I would also say like, my therapist does not get paid enough money. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I felt Um, that. Not that I'm going to pay you more doctor, but just (laughs) FYI, you're listening. Um, and, and I'm, I'm being like, I'm joking when I say that, but I will say, you know, the, the tools and the things that she has helped me with in the last few months have been so helpful just to keep me to your point, able to be functioning and able to be getting on phone calls with CEOs to say, Hey, um, (laughs) in the most loving way I can get your shit together. (laughs) I can appreciate that. Yes. So, um, so I, I wanted to share that just because it has been a minute since we've posted a, an episode and it's because of that. And, um, but I want to talk about some other cool things. Um, so I just shared with you and I want to, and I'm share with other folks that are listening. There is a, the university of Southern Florida has a diversity, equity, and inclusion certificate program. And they had, they did this probably about three, four months ago, I would Mm -hmm. say maybe six months ago, but they have opened up a new course. And so if you are interested, um, you know, I think you just go to like the Southern University of Southern Florida um, website and you can look up DEI and and they have it there. Um, It is free. And for those of you who are just getting into diversity, equity, inclusion, or even if you've been in for a while and just want to see how are the folks talking about it? So Jackie and I, I think are both going to sign up for it just more from a, just kind of seeing what else is out there. And both of us are very committed to continuing to learn and grow our skill set as we go through this journey. Um, and then the biggest I, update, oh, sorry. 
Oh, go ahead. Do you? No, I always tell people like they'll say you're a diversity expert. And I'm like, no, I'm a diversity student. I just share with you what mm-hmm. I learned. <laughs> so absolutely. I don't I don't think there is a point where I'll say done. I just and don't see that in my future <laughs> and scene. Right. But I also think that's just diversity, equity, equity and inclusion. Like there's sure. no done. Like it's always like I was talking about inclusion with something and I'm like, inclusion is like an everyday action. It's not a, oh, we're inclusive now. So we're all set. No, you have to continue doing it. Um, but the most exciting news folks, Jackie and I got to see each other. Oh my God. It was so great. <laughs> and have a steak bigger than our heads. Right. <laughs> And have a dinner that was more than most people's car payment, but delicious, just the same. They thought they were going to get off easy um, Uh at Three Forks, Austin. We made him work for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was great. Good. So good. Um, Thank you again for dinner. Absolutely. Jackie and Todd uh, took me to dinner. So I guess this means like when the next time you guys are in Arizona, I need to like take you out to like ocean prime or some other it's very, the only very places fancy. where i trust steak is arizona and texas the only places otherwise it's like thinking, it's all okay yeah i i'm like steak well there is like there's this place called the stockyards that's like old school steaks um mm. not not old steaks but old school old like school steakhouse <laughs> Listen, the next the time you come in, they're all 300 years old. <laughs> They've been aging for they're 55 very, years. They're jerk like in a way, but it's very <laughs> delicious. Um, There's a place that I went to with um, William Tincup where he goes, where his family took him. And if you go to it, um, <laughs> it looks kind of sketchy when you get there. <laughs> And you're pretty sure that they tell somebody, the person just like goes to the cow. Like you, you have to wait a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there were some people in the oldest profession there and the steaks are like 20 bucks, but they are huge and delicious. But I'm telling you. Very fresh. <laughs> they were so fresh and uh, you, you definitely don't pay for the service but so good. And I, it's like A and J steakhouse, like literally, like it's the only thing on the side of the road, best steaks in That's Texas. Awesome. So That's awesome. That's um, awesome. We'll go there the next time I'm in Texas, but I will say this um, for those of you who have not gone to three forks in Austin, highly recommend. What was our server's name? Cause he was very sweet. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. Todd will remember, but I don't remember. Right. Um, there was also a lot of wine to be clear. There was a lot of wine. Very delicious. <laughs> Very delicious wine. Um, lots of things. So, so Jacqueline. Yes. You had a topic that you and I like totally like stole the thunder by jumping no. in on my stuff. Tell no, me. No, you did it. It was just one of those moments. So I'm very excited um, in my role as VP of Talent Acquisition and Diversity. Um, but it's just interesting because what at Textio. Well, you got to go like this when you do the Textio, your Textio side. <clears throat> Perfect. Yeah. Sweat so I FYI, like you guys, Jackie just got an important role and is taking over the world. I don't know if you're aware. <laughs> it feels like it, but it's VP just of talent and DEI. It's so interesting how 
we've always said like when we go into organizations, we can, you can almost tell sometimes like what training the person before you went based on the suggestions that they make and or if they've actually gone through a full program. So one of the things that was interesting this week was in talking to all of the teams, I did a listening tour. I still feel like everybody, when you join an organization, should do a listening tour for about a month where you're not even offering anything yet. You're just taking it all in, making your assessment so you know how you need to move forward. So what was interesting was, and this is important for people to recognize, as you're building out job descriptions, I noticed there wasn't a lot of requirements. And um, so as I was talking to people from the engineering team, they looked at me really strange. And I was like, you know, the studies show, and it's an antiquated study that probably needs to be redone. But the study that we have right now said that women wouldn't apply if they didn't meet 100% of their requirements. And mm -hmm. so my statement was, you know, you have to have requirements to qualify for requirements. So we we need to have requirements. Um, and so people were kind of acting as I was going through my listening. I didn't think that was something that I couldn't share during the listening tour, only to find out that the previous, um, they were, somebody consulted that they shouldn't have requirements because then people who um, were underrepresented wouldn't apply for the jobs. And I was like, no, that just means the only people who apply for these jobs are white men. They're the only ones that would look at this and say, like, I qualify because they don't read the requirements anyway. So that's the only group of people. Other people are looking for things. And I realized this is a lot for a lot of organizations. And I just wonder how many organizations have gotten the information and just kind of added to what the experts say. Right. And, and so the Hewlett Packard study that you're referring to, it's mm -hmm. actually that, you know, Men, if they meet 60% of the requirements of a role, will go ahead and apply. Women feel like they need to meet 100% of the requirements. So the actual research, what it tells you is that you have to use language. That's inclusive. That is inclusive. So things like, hey, uh, go, I'm going to go be a recruiting ninja. That's not something right. that most women I'm are going to identify with. But or also if you're a superstar. Right. Things like that, Things but that I relative. also think using pronouns, um, like if you refer to the best candidate, he will do X, Y, and Z versus right. he, she, or they, or the person. Um, so using like the right language to be more accessible and more inclusive. I did just learn a new one. And this is one for online, I think is really important. Um, so using Tahoma. Ariel or Comic Sans, which please don't use Comic Sans because I hate it, but um, <laughs> Tahoma font font and Ariel font are the best ones to use from a accessibility like readership for folks who have uh, dyslexia, etc. Mm -hmm. I didn't know and that. And also not using italics, using bold. I didn't know that. Yeah, I just I just found that out, which I thought was really interesting. And so, you know, as we talk about accessibility, just another thing to keep in mind on your, you know, a lot, I think a lot of ATS systems, it's kind of predetermined what the mm -hmm. font will be, but just knowing that and, you know, maybe changing it if you can. Um, Did you know for deaf or hot of hearing and you use hashtags, you need to use caps 
in the hashtag so yes. that because people didn't know that you don't know that either it shows up as words yeah right um versus just a jumble of letters right. um and then also like i mean i think there's just so many things that and i mean I, you're probably in like fire hose mode oh fully. um of like the different language obviously textio is kind of the the king no the queen excuse me <laughs> the royals the royals uh, around, you know, how to actually do this the right way. But it is interesting that they got that advice, like don't use requirements at all, because there is a whole, uh, like you putting nice to haves on there. Correct. You shouldn't do that. And that's right. more because of exactly what we just were talking about is like, then people think that's actually a requirement, not just a nice to have. So like, well, how did they interpret whatever they heard to correct. don't put any requirements at all? Because that was being told from an HR professional, not necessarily a diversity professional. And I think what's, what people need to recognize is, especially the way that candidates now search for jobs that they should fit in, is much the same way that you would search for a pizza. That's what I explained. I was like, if you go out of town and you're looking for a pizza... If I was in Palm Springs and I wanted to find a pizza at a hotel, I would Google pizza, Palm Springs delivery, or maybe I'd add near me um, or, but understand that. So if I'm looking for a job, I would look for, you know, diversity and inclusion, recruiting strategists. I'm so laughing for the people that are watching on YouTube. They can see that we're both like literally in the middle of a full allergy attack in our homes. I think it's our dogs. Like we're both sneezing and coughing. <laughs> and for those of you that are listening, we're fine. Nothing's happening. Nothing to see here. But I have noticed that with, with jobs, I think it's, it's what's sad is the only way that I would have known that is because um, of working here. And I also have kind of been a proponent that you need to have a TA person who can partner with a diversity and inclusion specialist and can't do it alone. Those things can't live separately because of the things that people get and the messages that people share that aren't experts. Unfortunately, in our industry, there are some things that really seem true. They seem factually true, but they aren't um, right. that get passed down. Like, you have to have a certain kind of statement in your job descriptions or they're illegal. No, not true. Don't have to do that. They have options or we have to make sure we don't say that we encourage females to apply that's against the law or that's it. No, you can actually do that as long as you can prove that that's been a group that's been largely, to, you know, there's facts, but there's also laws and, and legislation that has been built around these things that are really long. So you don't have to guess. No one has to guess on these things. And if somebody tells you these things, just do your research. When people tell you statements and broad sweeping statements, you need to do your research. Hi, my name is Sarah, and I want to tell you about my podcast called Can I Offer You Some Feedback? I'm a business consultant and executive coach with over 20 years experience in change management, leadership development, and naturally providing feedback to high performers. My podcast is for those of you who have a complicated relationship with feedback, whether giving, receiving, avoiding, or seeking. Feedback is essential for our development. In each episode, you'll hear from real people across industries with their ideas, perspectives, and best practices on feedback. 
I'll also be sharing Business Bites with you, simple explanations of organizational tools, management techniques, and leadership philosophies that will help you and your businesses thrive. You can listen to Can I Offer You Some Feedback on your favorite podcast app or learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast. Amen. And I think it's interesting you're talking about the statement. Cause I will say that a lot of, if you go out and look at like career pages and on organizations, websites, one of the things that I always encourage folks to do is put their EEO statement or whatever version of the EEO statement, put it on that career page and, and, and don't just do it as that legally required language, don't which I think the a lot of people copy think. paste from, uh, <laughs> no. you know, Dole the EEO department website. of labor.gov. Yeah. Yeah. No. It, it, it's, it's interesting because I actually was just doing some research around some companies that do this well. And there are, are actually quite a few. Um, by the way, by the way, I told you, cause my husband has uh, gives like zero F's about the things that I do and just feels like he's a part awesome. of it. And he made, he, he made me scrambled eggs with ham. And I was like, okay, I'm about to Good job, Katie. And I lovely. knew um, perfect. Katie said it looks lovely. So he's sitting there being cool, pisping me. Are you pissing me for some egg? Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. I need to give you your eggs. Um, <clears throat> so I just did this research actually on the, like the EEO statements or, or what should you put on there? And there's a couple that I found really interesting that I just want to share with you. Um, so HubSpot, obviously we love Katie Berkey at HubSpot and they do a great job. Theirs is however you identify or whatever path whatever your path, please apply. If you see a position that makes your heart skip a beat, come join us and help us build a global company where we're all proud to belong. Confidence can sometimes hold us back from applying for a job, but we'll let you in on a secret. There's no such thing as a perfect candidate. HubSpot is a place where everyone can grow. So however you identify and whatever background you bring with you, please apply if this is a role that would make you excited to come into work every day. I love that one. Love that. I love that. You know and who else I love? Who, that no. one, wait, let's talk about, I want to talk about that for a minute. Okay. What is your favorite part of that? Because I think that is fabulous, especially just whatever way you show up. Right. It's so important. Yes. So I, I love the confidence and sometimes, excuse me, confidence can sometimes hold us back from applying for a job, love but we'll that. let you in on a little secret. There's no such thing as the perfect candidate. Like, Boom. I think that like, I, like that kind of calls out that whole piece around women not being as comfortable applying if they don't have hundred percent of the requirements. Yes. Yes. And the, I teach in um, one of my courses about that, the difference, because there was one that I saw because, and this is, most of these are going to be verses that standard EEOC copy pasted from HR. We, you know, follow all the legal rules, well, we won't discriminate we based discriminate. on gender. Um, but I love that. And I also, it makes you feel more confident that you can be yourself throughout your whole career. Like you can be, you're safe 
to not mess up. They recognize that people have those, you know, are, are different. Everybody shows up differently. There's no perfection there. Yeah, Dell's, uh, so uh, Dell Computer Company, theirs is, um, is very HRE or legalese, but they take it a step further, which is why I liked this one a little bit. Um, <clears throat> all employment decisions at Dell are based on business needs, job requirements, and individual qualifications without regard to race, color, religion, or belief, national, social, or ethnic origin, sex, including pregnancy, age, physical, mental, or sensory disability, HIV status, sexual orientation, gender identity, and or, and or expression, marital, civil union, or domestic partnership status, past or present military status, um, as a protected, oh, wait, sorry, family medical history or genetic information, family or parental status, or any other status protected by the laws or re regulations in the locations where we operate. So I, I thought that was interesting because they take it like way further than a lot of EEO statements. I am going to say this, and I mean, you know, obviously I um, have an affinity towards GoDaddy. Yes. Um, I like this one because they go through the, we will not discriminate based on these things. When it, come to, when it came to gender, gender identity or expression, they also included, including against any individual that is transitioning, has transitioned, or is perceived to be transitioning. So like they're, again, taking this a step further, that EEO statement, there was one that I thought was very interesting and kind of, it made me chuckle. I don't know that I would, I don't know that I subscribe to this one, but I thought so workable. Um, their CEO actually has his statement and his statement is your gender, your gods, your sex life, your skin color, or your big shot uncle don't make a difference here. <laughs> if you're smart and good at what you do, come as you are. Um, so I thought that one was just, it was, well, it, you know, it gave me a chuckle. Um, I want to read you my absolute favorite is Cisco. Oh, which, okay. Yeah. So it says, why Cisco? We connect everything, people, processes, data, and things. We innovate everywhere, taking bold risks to shape the technologies that give us smart cities, connected cars, and handheld hospitals and we do it in style with unique personalities who aren't afraid to change the way the world works plays and learns hashtag we are cisco where each person is unique but we bring our talents to work as a team and make a difference powering an inclusive future for all we embrace digital and help our customers implement change in their digital businesses some may think we're old 36 years strong and only about hardware, but we're also a software company and a security company. We even invented an intuitive network that adapts, predicts, learns, and protects. No other company can do what we do. You can't put us in a box, but digital transformation is an empty buzz phrase without a culture that allows for innovation, creativity, and yes, even failure. If you learn from it day to day, we focus on the give and take. We give our best, give our egos a break and give ourselves because giving back is built into our DNA. We take accountability, bold steps and take difference to heart because without diversity of thought and a dedication of equality for all, there is no moving forward. So you have colorful hair, don't care. Tattoos, show off your ink. Like polka dots, that's cool. Pop culture geek, many of us are. Passion for technology and the world changing, be you with us. That's awesome. I love that. I am going to say one other, use one other example. Um, and Good, because then I can eat some breakfast. Yeah, so eat I'll your eggs. 
so so Facebook has another one or has one and it is fairly again legalese but one of the things they added on to their statement that they you know have posted on their careers page is if you need assistance or an accommodation due to a disability you may contact us at accommodations blah 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 at facebook.com or you may call us at et cetera, et cetera. And so they're, they're not just, you know, I think we all know all, the folks that are in the HR world know that, you know, if someone requests a, a, an accommodation during the interview process, we are legally, you know, kind of obligated unless there's some sort of reason why we cannot, um, we are obligated to provide accommodations. I like that they're taking it a step further and not just saying, okay, yeah, in the background, we'll do it. They're actually, you know, kind of putting it out there that if you need this, we want you to apply. We want to be able to provide that accommodation, that kind of thing. So I just thought that one was really good and, and really interesting. I think it's um, important because most hiring managers don't know what to do and freak out and just will reject the candidate. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I just, I really like that. The rest of the statement is fairly standard, like any other, you know, EEO statement, but this, I just thought that was really good. And I, I like the fact Todd that there, again? I know I'm just, I, I'm trying so to keep going. Ignoring I'm trying, yeah. going. Okay. I'm, back. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's, you know, we talk about EEO statements or we talk about, you know, the application process and there's just so many things that, uh, have shifted and are changing re regarding job postings. And obviously the requirements is one of them really being thoughtful about your requirements. And I think one of the other pieces that I've been talking about quite a bit with clients is the requirements around education, because we yes. know that for so many organizations, there's just like these standard, you must have a bachelor's degree, or you must have, you know, 42 years engineering experience as a level one engineer, which, you know, is interesting because a level one engineer might not have 42 years experience. But so, the irony is not wasted on me that it is at the same time that white men are the lowest uh, group um, demographic for actually obtaining bachelor's degree. The irony is not wasted on me. That's true. That is a very good statement. Um, and I, I actually just had this. <laughs> I just did a I had this conversation this past week. And it is funny because I'm like, you know, you are where you're seeing the degrees going. And, and so, yes, the irony of, all oh, maybe of a sudden, we don't need to worry about degrees. Black women yeah. have degrees. Mm -hmm. It's the it's number one group for obtaining. So all of a sudden, oh yeah, we don't need those. Awesome. Um, yeah. Cause people literally have lost their lives over this and yeah. literally had situations where that prevented them from going to school. I mean, both of my kids are at HBCU and still even at an HBCU, there are professors and people that say, you know, you might have a hard time because of your degree from this. Like, it's that same information that you get back. Like, oh, you're still going to have, you're going to have to work harder and we're glad that you're here, but almost encouraging people to go to a PWI, even within the ecosystem of HBCU. PWI, please. Oh, sorry. Predominantly white institution. Whee. Whee. Um, Because hmm. well, part of the reason that PWI actually came up just side part of trivia is because we don't, we weren't referring to any other organization and making one stand out and not feel included except for historically black university, universities and colleges. Um, you might also hear HSI, which is Hispanic Serving Institutions, but the way that they do that is not in 
diversity world, which we include necessarily just because it's very, very broad term. Um, it's if 25% or more of your uh, campus has people that are of Hispanic or, or Latinx descent. And so they, I think like UCLA is a Hispanic serving institution, like tech UT. I, I think ASU is as well, um, which it makes sense just based on the, the demographics of Arizona. But they're and not I think underfunded. That's, that's the difference. Like no, we're, you're, yeah. that doesn't mean that they're underfunded and needed, you no. know. And um, um, most of the, and the other part that's interesting is that most of the colleges, a lot of the colleges on the HSI list are mm -hmm. public colleges and universities. Whereas um, I, th I don't know all the ones that I can think of off the top of my head, as far as HBCUs or historically black college and universities are private entities. So they don't get that funding in the first place. Just another fun fact of why everybody needs to support HBCUs. Thank you. But I digress. And put Tabasco um, on my egg. <clears throat> there you go. So, what'd you just say? And put Tabasco, I digress and put Tabasco on my eggs. Oh, I thought you said, and I'm going to Mexico. And I was like, um, <laughs> hey, I well, not maybe. Sure what that has to do. Not quite ready I mean, for that. I'm on but... board. Let's go. I <laughs> full stop. I like a good. I like a good trip every once in a while. Yes. Um, can we talk about one other thing that has come up recently in a few discussions with folks? Absolutely. Um, salary data on job postings. Yes. What's your What's your take, my friend? Well, I'm not going to let you eat right now. Sorry, you're going to have to okay. wait till your it's eggs okay. get cold. Well, as you can, if if you've ever seen me, you know, I can hold on at, at least five minutes, not withering away. Um, so my take and uh, organization that I represent now is it's fully posted. And what's interesting is you know, we have the range. There's like a science behind the range. Um, what has been interesting is that we hire at certain states. Um, I'm new. In fact, I probably should like read to see if I'm even allowed to say the name on our podcast. I don't know. I think I'm good. Um, um, knock on something. Don't say the words, but it's right behind her. If you're looking at the YouTube channel, <laughs> FYI. Um, but one of the things that it's posted, one of the things I noticed when I came on board was that we are in eight states, one of which is Colorado. A majority mm -hmm. of, of posts, they, they ask in Colorado, it's a lot now that you post those salary ranges or make them available. And so a lot of organizations, rather than just post it, they have opted to not hire. You can Google remote, not in Colorado, and um, almost every listing on LinkedIn, it, it'll say not hiring in Colorado. Um, I'm encouraging. I was talking. I was like, you know, I really kind of maybe we should put on our postings, uh, you know, 100 percent remote distributed team, even in Colorado. Yeah. Um, but I think it's important. The other thing that I've noticed that is is I don't, I don't even know how to feel about it from a technology standpoint is. We need to, we, what's, what's discouraging as we go to remote teams is the competition for tech talent and how skewed those roles are compared to every other role in your organization. You'll notice a level two software developer 
like or level one software developer, they can get paid 130, 150. Whereas a level one, you know, an HR business partner is like 40, mm-hmm. you know, I just, it makes it difficult for everyone. Yes. And I just, I also, I mean, I don't know why, um, <clears throat> I don't know why we can't also just accept the fact that these roles are actually important and we need to pay for them. They, like they realize it when a lawsuit comes up now. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then it's like, sorry, I couldn't go to that training class because it wasn't in the budget. So I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Not sure what to tell you. Um, okay. So I think from a, you know, when I think about a salary and whether you should post a range, whatever you want, you know, whatever it is that you want to use. I just think it's so critical because I also think the amount of time that it's going to save you as a recruiter and as an applicant, yes, sign me up because I don't want to have a discussion for hours and days and whatever. And then be like, oh yes, sorry, that's not going to work for me on either side. Like, let's just get to it and actually get the right person in the role. So that's the piece I'd have to say. We need to tell candidates how to advocate for themselves and Mm -hmm. the role and and what they're looking for like it's good to have for everybody to post just to know that if you're getting priced out of the market because if you're getting a high salary that can be not great right we call it Mm -hmm. um attached by the golden handcuffs in hr where you hate your job hate your company have to stay because nobody else is going to pay you that salary um and it because it's too high um, versus it's too low, but you don't know. So you don't ask for what you're worth to mm-hmm. skew all those things together. And I think it's important. I wish that if you were like in the top, <laughs> if you were in like the top. Sorry, the lights <laughs> just flickered in here. And I was like, what the heck is going like, on? Because see any the UFO? Wait, yeah, she's inside. The ghosts are here. Um, They've arrived. If you, if you, I wish they would make, the top hundred, like fortune 100 companies post their salaries because then you kind of know where you're at. We shouldn't be comparing versus each other as much as we can look at other organizations that are in our same field, because that's, what's disturbing. So, and what I mean is like, I am at a startup, right? And so it's like, when you're at a startup, there's a certain understanding that of how you get paid versus if you're at big tech. But then for some reason, people don't think about that when they're applying for jobs. It's like, I need to be earning a million dollars regardless of job location mm-hmm. or money that you're Whatever. bringing in. Yeah. And what you can bring to the table is hard to tell from that interview process. So yes, I think it's helpful to see what the range is, even though sometimes the ranges are pretty wide. Right. But then you can also say, you know, I think, I think what has happened is we put people against each other saying what's fair and we don't always look at what's, what's going on in our organization and how we pay based on what our needs are as an organization. I'm going to say something. I'm going to, I'm going to go off topic for a moment, but I'll bring it back. I promise. Okay. So, um, I'm single. I don't know if you're aware Jackie, um, you might be, um, <laughs> well, and- I hope so because if not, 
Yeah. I haven't met somebody in a very long time. <laughs> it's weird. Um, so I, um, in my history of dating, I've always had this like weird thing of feeling uncomfortable, uh, being treated like when we go out to dinner or whatever, like when I'm on a date, I feel like I should pay or I should pay half or I should, whatever it might be. And so like having this like belief that like almost like sizing the person up from a, how much do they make versus how much do I make? And so should I be, should I be paying? Cause I make more or because I have this perception that I make more, I have more money or whatever it might be, which is a very odd thing to think when you're dating someone. Um, but that's just who I am. I'm weird. I don't know if you're aware. Um, and so it's a, a similar thing for me. And I think for a lot of people, when they're approach, approaching companies about their salary, and especially I think for that's women right. where you go, oh, well, maybe they don't have enough money to pay me this much or, oh, wow. I probably shouldn't ask for that. Cause it's, you know, that's putting a lot of pressure on them. And like for me, I, I do think there is this, you have to push and you have to ask the question. And the worst thing that can happen is they say, no, that's right. Or the worst thing that can happen is you don't get another date, which eh. that probably but you is know okay. what else, Katie, because sometimes you do all the things too. Mm-hmm. This is judgment. Sorry. We're on, on camera and on this. Katie does all the things. Katie will go and she'll do things at night and you do work really hard and you're doing all these things. Sometimes I wonder if you feel like because you're single that you have to work certain hours and certain times. Um, because I'm not comfortable with this ever- line of discussion. <laughs> <laughs> I just wonder, I, I observe as I'm exhausted and saying, oh my God, I'm going to bed. There have been times where Katie's like, Oh yeah. I've got to do one more thing. I've got to do one more. I have more 22 thing. more things to do before I turn off the lights. <laughs> and I am o- older than you, but we are in I the like same a minute and a half. Right. Okay. <laughs> settle down. So I'm like, okay, I'm tired. Aren't you tired? Aren't you tired? You don't have to do all the things just because, you know, it, yeah, no, I get it. I think it's, I, I also think that's a whole, it's a different dude, show. Go, I'm like, again, maybe you just need to come to a therapy appointment with me because my, yeah, it's a whole thing. Um, uh, yes. Can I go to a whole, somebody said, I don't want anybody to speak on my behalf. And I was like, I've got literally four people that can speak on my behalf, regardless of the topic. I could yeah. say, Katie, can you be Jackie today? Oh, well, Jackie would say this. And it's like yeah. one of those things where I think I would love to go to a therapy appointment and say, I'm going to be Katie today. Yeah. I think that would be that, a really great idea that yeah. like, these are things that you need Katie to do. And it'll say, I think I'm, I've been hiding things from you therapist. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to be aware of these certain things yeah. in case Katie hasn't mentioned them. By the way, um, I'm not allowing you to speak to my therapist because same. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it would be a, a, a hoot because I'm sure my doctor would love that. Um, I, I think, yes, I, I am very driven but I also think, I mean, that might have something to do with the fact that I'm like the youngest of seven kids and there's a, like, there's a lot there. You think? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Possibly. Um, I do put a lot of pressure on myself, but I would say like, I think that I, I do believe that like for a lot of folks, when they are approaching certain conversations, compensation being one of them, there is this, do I really deserve this? do I really, should I ask this? And there is a, a little bit of that pressure of, I don't want to put them into 
them being the company into a weird spot that they have to tell me no, or that they, you know, are like, wow, that's way too much. And I mean, and I, we've had conversations about yes. compensation for projects for, you know, doing this as a consultant. And it's the same thing where I do evaluate or kind of take a look at what I think is needed or not needed, or, you know, is acceptable or not acceptable. And so there are some things there that, yes, I think there's assumptions made that shouldn't be made, but yes. that's also why, like the, just the idea of putting the salary range out there, because I think it's really critical to have the salary range out there so that everyone knows what you're getting into. But I think that also then helps from a pay equity perspective, as we talk about pay equity and the baggage that women carry throughout their careers yes. of always being paid less, that there's no longer uh, Hey, what's your current salary? I'm going to give you 10% more than that. That's Instead right. it's here's the salary range for the role. And it's, you know, your salary will be within that range. So I think that we talk about things, we talk about systemic racism, but there's more to the system than just racism. And one of those that we still, that has been passed down general, 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 from generation to generation. Yes. Thank you. Is that part of the reason that men paid more is because they had families and then they had kids and then they had a spouse that wasn't going to be part of it. And that system is still in place, whereas, whereas that's part of why people haven't caught up because it's mm -hmm. like they've been basing it since then instead of doing um, it, drawing a line in the sand and doing it all evenly. And I think one thing that's very interesting is that Salesforce did that and they said, we're going to pay everybody equally, but they've had to do it three years. That's how embedded say, the yeah. system is like, OK, everybody's fair. And then they're like, OK, it's review time. Wait, how come you're paying, you're still paying men more? Like everybody was even, the work was balanced. So it just shows you how embedded so damn the recruiters. system is. You know how those Freaking. damn recruiters are. <laughs> I do. Oh, I do. Um, um, so I know we just like went like kind of all over the place on this I episode. Good. I think um, everyone, this is going to be everyone's favorite episode. I, I can imagine that it will. Um, I cried. So that's always a win right there. It, if I cried, it just like, so, yeah, I think I cried. That's in the just like a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, wait, it's Sunday morning cried. and Jackie cried. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. That feels yeah. right. That feels totally yeah. right. Kleenex. Um, their, uh, but stock just went up. Yeah. We're going to go ahead and call this one, I think. And yep. um, thank you all for listening. The What is your, I know I do this too, and you love when I do it. What's your one takeaway, Jackie? You notice I, I also think, always make you go first. So I have yes. a minute to, to reflect on what my So you can have your be. yes and. See, uh -huh. I love that. Exactly. I never get a yes. Yeah. One day I'm going to have a yes and. Um, yes. I think the one thing to take away is that I'm going to pull it back and for job descriptions that not having requirements are good and having an understanding of what you actually need for success. Make sure when you're writing your job descriptions that you are considering what you actually need. I, my challenge for everyone this week is to write a job description from scratch. Just write it from scratch. Don't copy and paste anything and come up with an air quote EEOC statement that is resonant of your organization. I think those things are important. And um, let us know like on one of our social pages or via email, if it's made a difference to the people that you are able to bring into your organization. How about that? Love it. 
Yes. And <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, mine is going to be salary ranges. Please post your salary ranges. Just make that something that you do as an organization. Um, I think it's just, it's again, it's another step in the right direction to make sure that we're really being thoughtful about equity and we're really being thoughtful about where we have maybe fallen down in the past and how to correct that for the future. And then the second thing is that uh, grief doesn't end, doesn't go away, um, and it will get you when you're least expecting it to. So just be prepared um, and have your people so that when you are going through it, you can pick up the phone or shoot someone text message and just be like, hey, um, let's jump on a Zoom and drink all the cocktails or talk about it or whatever it might be. Whatever. And maybe um, the fourth thing I want people to get, take away is to get a partner in life who isn't afraid to embarrass themselves when they know that you're starving to death. <laughs> yes. I think that's a litmus. I mean, where are my freaking eggs right now? <laughs> I need some eggs. Hey, anyone? I need to teach Penelope how to make Good luck, good luck with that. <laughs> she did actually she just jumped up on the stove last night as i like or like put her paws beside the stove as i was cooking last night and i'm like no we're not this, this <laughs> yeah. is not a good no. game mm -mm. this will not end well all right folks thank you all so much for listening um we will be we're back we're back in it um we have some awesome guests coming up we're super excited about um, so stay tuned and thanks for being here today. Boom, this is Katie you. Van Horn. This is Jackie Clayton. Yippee. This is the inclusive AF podcast. Oh, thanks yeah, for joining us. Bye. 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 I love that. Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary, yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you, and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.